0: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Gentlemen, welcome to Savannah. The local time is 4.49pm. Please keep your seatbelt fastened until the captain turns off the seatbelt sign. Be careful when opening overhead bins as items tend to move during flight. If you have a receipt and it says claim at gate, you may pick up that item outside the front boarding door. If you need help getting off the plane, be to remain seated after we've at the gate, so we need that What up, what it is, what's poppin'? It's your boy KDot, and I am back with another episode of Hooper's Unhail. I've landed in Savannah, Georgia. That's right. I am in Savannah, Georgia to talk to a former Hooper who is now killing it off the court with her hoop evaluations we talked to justina knight the former groves high school and morris college athlete gives us a glimpse of her background her life and what she's doing now within basketball evaluations and she gives us her top five draft picks not in order of course so sit back relax enjoy this is Hoopers is coming up next We are back with another episode of Hoopers Unhale. I am your host, K Dot. And I have once again another very special guest with me this week. I have Justina Knight of Hoop Vows. Justina, what's going on? What's
1: going on, Kev?
0: <laughs> you know you know, just trying to, just trying to make it, just trying to make it. I know we, uh, been kind of back and forth with, with the interview, um, timing and everything, but we finally, we're finally here, right? We're finally here. <laughs> so absolutely, I do want to thank you for, of course, being a part of this. And, you know, we're going to, you know, celebrate you because yes, you are an unhailed Hooper. So, um, I want to get right into it. So this is what I call humble beginnings. So kind of go through, uh, let's take a trip down memory lane and, you know, let's talk about, you know, when you first picked up a basketball and, you know, your evolution, um, you know, within your playing days. So let's, let's go ahead and get started with that. So when did you first you know, figure out your love for the game?
1: I was in grade school. Um, but the thing about it was, okay, I come from a family that my mom had five girls. So I'm the baby, of mm-hmm. course. And my sisters and them, when we were younger, they would be cheerleading um, um, and, you know, doing all of those things or whatever. But I didn't, you know what I mean? I had to find my way being that I was the baby. I had to be closer to mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, oh, this this isn't going to work out for me. So um, when we were younger, we used to go to this gym called Garden City Gym. And the gym would have a lot of things to do in the summertime for the kids. You know, you have summer camps, you have skating ring parties. We used to skate like every Thursday and Friday. Um, my dad at the time, he would uh, be being a, a, a referee for my sister because my sister ended up playing basketball as well. Mm-hmm. Um And so, one evening, everything was just a regular day. And I ended up going to the Garden City Gym one day, and this guy named Smooth, they called him Smooth. Very long, tall, lanky guy, had to be every bit of 6'5", a little bit, about 200 pounds. But he was literally what his name was, Smooth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I watched, I was probably no more than eight years old. So, I'm looking at him, I'm looking at him play. I mean, he's dominating the course. Of course, he played overseas. Um, And so, I was just, you know... I was just, like, infatuated. So I knew I wanted to play. But I knew I couldn't play in grade school and stuff because my mom was just strict on me because I was the youngest. Um, And so once I did that, I didn't start playing organized basketball until I got to middle school, probably my seventh to eighth grade year. Okay. Yeah. So I started late. I was a late bloomer. But when I was in grade school, I used to – the coach – He, I was a, I was at a school called East Broadhead Military School, and I, the coach was there. And he will put me up against the guys. That's what how intriguing it was. He'll put me up against the guys. I've always been uh, a little of little stature, of course, but I always was quick. I was fast, naturally fast. And so the coach, Coach Johnson, would actually sit in the middle of the gym, and he'll put me up against all the grade school guys. And when he put me up against on the team, I used to wear them out. I used to wear them out for, and I knew they were bigger than me. Oh, I knew they were those guys at this time they were perfectly stronger than me. But it didn't matter. I
0: was still doing my thing, and um. But I really didn't play organized basketball until I got to middle school. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound. honestly, you sound a lot like me, um, because <laughs> I I didn't start I didn't start organ organized basketball until eighth grade. Um, even though okay. I've played kind of like you know in the you know in the parks and yeah. you know in the street, you know. Um, and I'm of course I'm from South Carolina, so we we had the dirt courts. So. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> but see those. I'm telling you, those courts right there make it a breaky. Oh if you yeah, out there in that South Carolina heat. You you destined to be black before you go back in for the, uh, for the dinner time.
0: Absolutely.
1: But you you know, <laughs> but but one thing about them, you know, you're going you're going to enjoy yourself. That's one thing about South Carolina ball.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, with with you having that late start from an organized basketball perspective. Kind of tell us how um you you got um you know in, when you got into high school and you know started playing um started playing high school ball so tell us a little bit about that.
1: Okay, well I'll start it off from middle school. When I was in middle school and I started in seventh eighth grade, we had this coach by the name of Coach Head. Mm-hmm. He he was almost as a recruiting coach for high school, which I would go on to play. I had this thing of my father used to always tell me. He said you got to pick up ninety four feet. He said you're already small. Or whatever, because I was small in stature, but I still had a little weight to me as much. But he used to always say, you're going to have to find one way to get your opponents off strikes. So you're going to pick up 94 feet. I used to pick up players 94 feet since I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Coach Head, the coach at uh, Groves High School, went back to tell Coach Puckett, which was the girls basketball team, as well as uh, Coach Reddy, which was also the coach girls coach basketball team. And uh, my sister was at the time playing at Groves High School. Uh, my sister knew that I could play or whatever the situation may be. My, my, my sister used to kick my behind all the time, too. So I said, okay, well, I'll go to school at Girls High School or whatever, and I'll decide to play or whatever. Now, I didn't. I went to school at Girls High School just to play basketball, but of course, I did my studies elsewhere. Um, gets to high school, ninth grade year, I hit JV. I also played varsity as well. But I was second string in varsity, meaning you only got limited minutes.
0: Okay. Um, okay.
1: My sister at the time, uh, she was, a you know, pretty good. She was another player that picked up 94 feet. Uh, to me personally, she was a bigger guard because she was a lot taller than I was. And she was a three-star athlete as well. So she was start, starting PG and everything. So once I get to high school, um, ninth grade, I loved it but I knew that I could be better. And unfortunately, I wanted to be better than my sister because she was good, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I knew that she was actually one of the top defenders out of high school and locally. So I knew that if I could at least break down the defense on her, I knew that I had a potential to actually play on a higher level. So I get my ninth grade year. I end up meeting this guy by the name of Jay Watts. He was older than I was. He was an upperclassman. He was probably my, my freshman to his junior year. Okay. And he stayed down the street from me or whatever. And my um my coaches and all of them never cared for us to play on the concrete because it used to mess up our knees going back into the season. Right. But uh, <laughs> where I'm from, you know, you know where I'm from, it's like that don't matter. You got you got to play, you got to get better. So I transitioned um here. I go to this park down the street from my house. It has a basketball court, tennis court, a pool and everything. Meet the guy Jay Watts, he comes from out of Texas. And when I say he reminded me of Smooth when I was younger. Okay. I mean, had the most. Oh my gosh! Every time you bite on a uh, on a reach, he had a counter every time you bite. It was and it was so hard. People would get so mad at him because he had a counter for every single thing, and he had the ability to score around the basket so effortlessly. So. He t- when I got out there, he said, well, what is going to separate you from guards? This all throughout the summertime, what's going to separate you from guards? I said, I don't, at this point in time, I don't know. He was like, you got to be quick. He said, you're already quick. He said, got to be quick and got to shoot the ball or whatever. Every day from sun up, I can tell you seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, I'm out. In the morning, I'm not getting back until the street lights come on, because I had to be back home before the street light come on. That, that was my behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm working, Kev. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. All throughout the summer, getting bigger or whatever, first game of the season was against a local school called Savannah High. Um, It didn't matter about the points to me. only thing I, what stuck in my head for Jay Watts was to say, what can separate you? So all I knew is that I was quicker than everybody that was on the court and everything. First game had at least 22 points and I had five assists and four rebounds and two blocks that game.
0: Wow. So
1: Yeah. I you- I played. I I had and I had to it, it, the thing about that but basketball is you I was a three star athlete as well. I was basketball, I was track, and I played soccer. Okay. Oh wow. I, oh,
0: whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. How did you run track and play softball? Because in the South, and correct, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're from you're from oh. jo- the Georgia area, Savannah, Georgia area, right? I am. So I am. when we're talking about the South, we're talking about track, and softball in the spring. Yeah. How?
1: <laughs> listen, listen. We made we made it work, Coach Gaither at the time. Coach Gaither had cha- trained for the Olympics, uh, Olympia. Um, and so he was fast. I mean, he was just this natural, gifted, talented runner. And he was gonna he made it work for me. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, Kev. My bread and butter was track because I come from a generation of track runners, okay? Um and so his big thing was he wanted to train me to get to college on a track scholarship. Gotcha. Or whatever. But I had Kev, I had loved the game of basketball too much. I had loved it too much as all I all have been around as a kid. And the thing about it is I know this might sound a little bit, you know, out of the way, but I can remember times when I was younger. We, you know, the green big dumpsters that you keep outside the park. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. We used to take buggies from like Piggly Wiggly, Walmart, take them and put them upside down, and make it a hoop. Ooh. I was I used to be dunking on those things at the age of eight against the guys in in the neighborhood. So I had loved the game a whole lot. So when I transitioned to when I was in high school, I'm running track. I'm doing wins. I mean, oh, gosh. I mean, I'm doing hundreds, 200s, 400s in the heat, you know what I mean? Then turn around. Once I get out of practice from track, go right into softball practice.
0: Wow. Yeah. Thoroughbred um, athlete, my, I, I tell you. Right.
1: <laughs> my coach enjoyed it, though, because it kept me... It kept me um tr- uh, conditioned. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, I was getting up... I was actually supposed to be training to... Actually, run track on the professional level. That's what that's what Coach Gaiter wanted mm-hmm. for me. I was already running 11-2 by my junior Ooh. year. Yeah, I was running 11-2 by my junior year. So, um, if I if I would have trained and focused more on track going into my senior year, I would have been in the tens. I would have been in the tens my senior year. Um, and the thing about it is, you you understand that because I had short legs, but I had very very quick. Right. Feet. So even though somebody had long legs, it doesn't necessarily mean they were fast. It just, it took me maybe seven steps just to get to their one stride, but I had to train on that. I had to train, but I had got shin splits really bad and I just, I really wanted to give it up, but I still went out. i made state every year, Um, but I was really more focused on basketball and I just chose basketball.
0: Wow. So continuing on your, your basketball journey, right? so uh-huh. you're so you said you scored you know 22 had about five assists so uh-huh. tell me about you know, your, uh, your routines um were you did you have a trainer um did you or or you know was it like how it was you know with us back in the day like we find a court or we find any type of of, of reason to kind of um, build our game up. What was your What was your regimen like as far as training in high school?
1: When I first started, you, I uh, felt like you had to study what you wanted mm-hmm. to become. Back in this time or whatever, I used to be on YouTube. Ooh, yeah. All from Latrell, Sp- Latrell's free will, Baron Davis, Gary Payton, Tim Hardaway. I used to look at all the guards. I had to look at guards that were in perfect image mm-hmm. of me, who was fast, who de- defenders. So, I will save them on my YouTube channel or whatever, and I'll watch it. I'll come home, watch games, come home, watch games. My father, my stepfather will be here, um, in here, watching games with me or whatever. And I I will always study the games. So I've always been a great player of studying the game. Because I was such a, a three star athlete, of course, every coach were already specializing in something. So, Coach Gator was my track coach. He taught me about getting the gym lifting, he taught me about running. Um, I had Coach. Um, Coach Puckett and Coach Reddy, they was basketball oriented, so they taught me how to understand that when your legs go, your mind mm. go. So I had to find, so I had to find ways, and then I had Coach Ancrum for softball. I used to be outside. They used to have this tire uh, wrapped to a tree, so to get my precision and 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 to be able to hit the ball at a natural rate, I used to have to hit the tire with the baseball bat, and I used to have to. Uh, hit the tire and I used to have to go through the tire when hitting with the baseball bat so that got my strength up and I had to also learn how to lift off my back legs to be able to you know really hit the mm-hmm. ball when you're a natural talented athlete you know how to do all three you right. know what I mean so softball if anything if I want to drop softball and just go straight to softball I would just, I have just made softball off a of natural talent alone just athleticism alone um and so, um, each one of them was a coach that showed me different things of the body, also teaching me how to stay conditioned and stay fit. I was never, in the summertime, I was just, I were never just home. I was always out for sports, you know what I mean? And my mom kind of just was like, yeah, that was just best, or whatever that situation may be. But in the summertime, I'm up maybe seven o'clock in the morning, my mom would go to work, I'll sneak out the house, go right down the street, and I'm playing, and I'm, and I'm just working. And... For some reason, you know, as a in AAU time, for the summertime, I was always gone. Gone. I was in Florida. I was in North Carolina. I was in South Carolina, Tennessee. I always kept myself busy in training, but I always made it sure that I was actually looking and evaluating games um, from some of the most old school point guards there was.
0: Wow. So, moving forward... um in into your your high school career now um i i tried to do my googles (laughs) so okay um but i do have to ask you know how far um you know did you guys get you know as far as as championship aspirations were you guys you know um a powerhouse were you know or were you one of those just teams that were kind of like you know in the mix every year and you know for some reason there was just probably that one team that you just couldn't get over the hump. What, what was that like?
1: Okay. Now girls high school has already con- been considered underdog mm-hmm. schools. Okay. It was an underdog school, both uh, for the women's and for the men's well, boys and girls. It's always been like that underdog. So before I got there, my sister and all with them, they were actually setting the, the, the bar for being one of the top schools out of actually out of Georgia, especially mm-hmm. locally. To be actually playing and actually this time they was playing for the championship and everything else like that. Now, because they had a coach named Coach DeMarcy. He was, he was just just he would he remind me of of, of Oh wow,
0: okay. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my my sister and them were implemented on defensive schemes. Um, and so when they got there, before I even got there, they were already re- winning the local championships. They were going to at this time trying to win state championships. Or whatever that was before i got there when i got there after my ninth grade year um of course you had old seniors that were already on their way out my sister was a senior of course so she was on her way out so we was basically in rebuild mm-hmm. mode um or whatever and so of course after my junior after my freshman year i knew that my sophomore year i was going to be start varsity which happened um so the big schools that was at the time where I was at was the big schools of the beat with Savannah High Beach. Now, Savannah High come from a long list of championships uh, from on the statewide and the local. You know right. what I mean? So our biggest rivalry at this point in time, because girls was already surrendering from that perspective, we had to beat out the beaches and the uh, Savannah Highs, which we did, you know what I mean, or whatever, But it was kind of tough because these are two schools that were known in the state of Georgia as well as locally to be able to play against Norcross and um, uh, some on that level, you know, with like dominant. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I -hmm. got you. I got you. Cool. Cool. So, you know, with that being said, you transition into college and this is my degree of separation in which I feel like we're kind of sort of family. <laughs> so right. You go on to Morris College. And Morris, of course, uh-huh. is in Sumter, South Carolina. Um what we uh-huh. as South Carolinians um from that area, we call we call Sumter our um across the water buddies because they're literally across um the water from I believe it's uh Lake Marion or Lake Murray. I, I can't I can't I always uh, get those two mixed up but we're literally across okay. the water um, I have I have family members who graduated from Morris College um, I actually had um, you know a cousin of mine actually play uh, for Morris College so um tell us about you know um, you transitioning and, and getting that scholarship um, j- just tell us about how how you um, you know were able to pick your schools um, and ended up picking Morris and tell us about your freshman year there.
1: Okay. So after my 11th grade year of high school, my coach, coach Gaither ended up sending me a long message to my email telling me that if, if I trained for the summertime, um, going into my 12th grade year, he would get me, he, he could get me possibly any colleges that I possibly were looking Mm -hmm. at at the time. Um, There was this coach at the time, uh, that I was trying to I was actually trying to go to UCF which is University of Central mm-hmm. Florida, in Florida. And um and he could train me to get there, special on the track scholarship and I knew that or whatever but at this time during the summertime especially I was catching shin splits like crazy. So I was just like okay I got to hang it up. So I had, I knew I wanted to find me a scholarship through basketball or whatever. Um I have I had a best friend Uh, she ended up uh, was doing the same thing I was except the thing about her she was in the post she was a post player okay. i was the guard she told me about uh morris had already had recruited two players previously from the school that i was playing for and so i was told about that and then turned around um and uh was told about that through my best friend because my best friend ended up talking about morris and ended up signing with morris so my best friend wanted me to play with her or whatever the situation may be. I didn't think it would be a school that was best for me academically because I was still a book, a book nerd, too, as well. So I still do my studies. I still knew that that was going to take me over the hump. Um, but I knew that I could sacrifice a year or two going there, still getting an education and still playing with my best friend. So I didn't get a scholarship. But what I did was I said that didn't matter to me because I knew I had the skills to walk on to any school that I wanted. So when I got to Morris. I, I enrolled in Morris. I didn't even. enroll in as okay. a student. They told, yeah, they told us that they were going to be having tryouts. So my best friend, she was around me the whole entire time or whatever. And there were there was this girl. They had been already talking about other. Uh, they had already been talking about other girls and stuff there that was good and stuff like that. And the only thing I felt like I wanted to do was that I belonged or whatever. So I gets there. I get my shoes and everything else like that. And. They have an open run gym because what I like about Moors is that although they had seniors and stuff coming back, they still told all the girls' players, you still coming to run open gym because we're going to see if you deserve your spot. So I had already been hearing about other girls that got there and signed or whatever like this. So that was a chip on my shoulder. I'm like, okay, well, I'm about to come and do my thing, you know. So my best friend, i been with me, she done sat with me or whatever, and that's when everybody knew it was time to play. Lit the gym up, Ain't nobody... And, lit the gym up I was talking and I was talking my cash money stuff too because at this point in time you know I felt like where I come from you earn nice. what you gonna play it don't, it don't, ain't nobody gonna give you nothing you know and so I came in the gym the coach seen who I was or whatever he came and asked me set me down at that point in time when he seen me playing an the open run gym or whatever and at this time he like oh no 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 you know are you coming to play I said that's fine Brought me on to what was left of a scholarship, gave me a partial. Rest was after that, we played.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> cash money. See?
1: Cash Listen. money. I mean, and then I was picking up 94 feet because that's all I ever knew. All I've knew since playing grade school, since going to, uh my first organized basketball in middle school, pick up 94 feet. And I did, and I made sure that I if I couldn't intimidate you. I mean that was just, that was just one, but you better know how you better learn how to handle the rock in front of me too, you know, and and that was my thing, and for years, Kev, that um, when people was just playing off of natural talent and athleticism, my biggest thing was I never needed a how can I say this? I never needed a person who was so fundamentally sound in the post, you know. I felt like as long as I can get a group of girls, I get five. All of them was in well in shape. All of them can get on the boards. All of them can run that five man transitional break. I, I could run people out the gyms. So when I was in AAU, my father used to always tell me, um, I used to ask how you beat a shooter's team. You see what I'm saying? He said, Most of the time with a shooter's team, they mm-hmm. ain't got no runners. He used to always say that. You know what I mean? And that was true. They didn't have Warners. But one thing about a shooter team is they know how to play corners really well. Right. You know what I mean? They get, they get set them up in them corners interchanging out, you know, running baseline and shooting the ball, that's what they know to do. But if you get that ball off the rim, you're running five-man breaking. you're running the hell out of them what they going to do. They can't do nothing. Right. They got no legs. So, so, what I would do was, I took that same method from, from organized basketball and ran with it with, with women who actually knew, as long as I hustle, as long as I rebound, as long as I run the lane, I'm going to get the ball. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. I, I took that whole concept and before skill was really what it is today, all I did was take my girls. Hey, we run, we, we run, a, we teams at the gym. They're gonna be tired, and that's how we won most of Ooh. our games.
0: Man, mm-hmm. so moving on into the you know into your career, you know I know your career, um, you know came at an end from what I understand at mm-hmm. Morris. So, um, mm-hmm. tell us about, you know, your transition, you know, from Morris, um, to going into Georgia State, uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. how you felt, you know, after, you know, your run at Mo- at Morris, um, came to an end.
1: Okay. After Morris, um, at first I wanted to say this, all the Morris was mm-hmm. NAIA, I was able to Travel, travel to states that have some of the most beautiful schools mm-hmm. on the NAIA level. And also to understand right. that girls That's play. a fact. You know what I mean? It, it, it didn't matter about the level or whatever the situation may be. I still to this day say if I, I know a couple of girls that I actually played against I, actually out of Virginia, out of Kentucky, nice schools that had the ability to play on D1 level. You know what I mean? So the level of NAIA right. don't mean nothing. You know what I mean? And so when I seen that, I was like, oh, it's way much more, more talent. You know what I mean, and then at this time I was struggling uh, mentally. At this point in time, you know, because um, the playing time really, you know, instead of just taking what I needed to work on, I didn't take it. I just crawled up into a ball and ran. When when actuality, I should have just took my mental phys- physicalness. Those those weekends and mornings getting up with Jay Watts, going to perfect my game. I should have bought that same mm. mentality back. But I felt like I couldn't experience that more because at this time I wasn't getting the playing time that I felt that I I Mm should have gotten. And so I packed up my bags. I ended up saying, well, I'm gonna go to Georgia State. Now when I did transfer, I thought about playing the game again as well as going to run track. Um and I, I was going to go do it full time. But at this time, at this rate, I'm in a whole nother different city. And I, now my educational side is really starting to broaden more because I knew that I just, I wanted more than just, you know, basketball or whatever the situation. So I had to make a choice. And because my sk- schedule was so hectic and I had to stay more in school on this point, I had to chose education. So my mom told me two things. She said, look, you know, is basketball for you professionally. Is it going to put bills on the t- uh, put, uh pay the bills. And at this point, I had no answer for that because I'm young. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just getting to college or whatever the situation may be. So I chose a, the situation of hanging up my hoops. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finishing my so
0: now I want to kind of transition just quickly into what I call ill hoop stories. And I know okay. you have a good story for me. So. Tell me, tell me a story. You know, within your hoops career, that was like beyond crazy. Because everybody has a story. Like I, I have a story about you know what happened to me at Clemson. Um, you know, playing against the guys. I mean, there was so there was so many other um, stories that you know other Hoopers on Hale alums have have told me. Um, but so so right. tell us your ill hoop story.
1: Uh we were playing against this powerhouse in Camden. Now Camden was this school that was kind mm-hmm. of like the country, right? And you know how everybody it's a it's like a grade school all the way from kindergarten all the way to Got high you. school, right? It was the only school in the country, an uh, only school in the city locally that had everybody that went to that one school. So of course, you know, they had some of the best athletes. They had some of mm-hmm. the best athletes for years. We, so every time we knew we went to Canada, we knew it was going to be a fight you know what i mean we we knew that we was gonna we was gonna have our fights so whatever the situation may be so we're going neck and neck neck and neck um first quarter you know at this time first quarter we going oh man it, it, it was, the building was live don't get me wrong um and we're going neck and neck first quarter neck and neck we like 15 15 a look neck next 18 17. Okay, next up, 21-20. Go to, go to second quarter, still fighting, still fighting or whatever the situation may be. Now, this game would have got us into the semifinals at this point in time, um, but I just remember us just keep going neck and neck and neck and neck. Um, we thought we were going to lose probably after the end of the third quarter. We well, was already down 15 points, and one of the things about Camden is when you're down, they keep you they, they oh, down. Wow. They're going to make oh, you stay down, period. Uh-huh. So... Um, well, at this point of time, we knew at the, I think at this time, too, I think a lot of rest, a lot rest on this year, too, because we weren't sure if the coaches were going to be the same coaches next year, meaning that they were ever going to be coming back. Um, a lot of things mm-hmm. rest on that year for us. You know what I mean? Fourth quarter came. I can remember being in the uh, in the locker room, and our guy, Coach Head, Coach Head came into the locker room, and um uh, he told her he he invited this lady in, and she was for this from the Special Olympics. And when she came in from the Special Olympics, there was this guy or kid uh, that um, was diagnosed. He he was diagnosed with something, but he was doing the Special mm-hmm. Olympics and he was running or whatever. And they called him Johnny. So she told the story about how. You know, Johnny was so determined to make it across the finish line. He didn't care about winning first, second, third place. All he think mm-hmm. he cared about was finishing. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe a hundred yards before he was supposed to finish, Johnny drops to the floor on the on the drops to the ground mm-hmm. on, on the track field, right? And he says, Somebody comes and try to pick him up. Everybody, the nur uh, the the nurse or whatever it is, trying to come pick him up, and he screamed. He says, No, no, don't pick me up. Don't pick me up. But at this time, they're looking crazy because it's you know 80, 90 degree weather out there. You know, um, but he was so determined. So he got back up, and only thing is, is he scrut, he scrut, he scrutted all the way to the uh, to the to the finish line, finished, and everything. When she told that story, she wanted us to let us know that no matter what the circumstances was or what we were up against, you know, it don't matter. As long as you know that y'all did everything you could. They left out there. We had our own breakdown. I told them just like it is. I said, We're not losing. I know we down 15, but we ain't losing. Y'all can say what you want to say, but we ain't losing. So we had this girl named by the name of Tas She remind me of Big ba- yeah, you know, Big Baby sure, days out of Celtics, sure. right? He had a facade just like that, but man, Kev, she was fast boy boy had the most quick boy she was fast and you talk about going up anybody could go up against her and grab the rebound you couldn't even fight for position that's how strong she was we had um we had uh of course another uh another person uh kind of she kind of reminded me of taylor horton tucker just a little bit had a little size to her though um her name was jada she was good with her passes and everything else this i know i had to pick up 94 feet coming back in the fourth quarter you know what i mean we pressed all night long. I grabbed the boards. I told everybody, we running. By the time we got close to uh, a minute and 20 seconds, it was, uh we got down, it got to another minute, then it got to like 15 seconds at this point. The one person who was so scared to hit the sh- hit shots all throughout the season, the season before last, I told her she was going to take the last shot. Um, She looked at me like, uh no, nah, this ain't gonna work. I don't remember. I didn't probably know if I was making my shots or whatever. And I looked at her, I said, let me tell you something. You're gonna be open or whatever. So get ready. You know what I mean? We overload one side or whatever the situation may be. I told Jada to do her thing, and she overlap overloaded, came down on the uh baseline three, the shot and won the game.
0: Listen, <laughs> you're telling that story, and I'm visualizing everything. Everything. <laughs> Oh, my. Yeah. Why call me too, I'm, if, I, if I told you we
1: want to lose, we can lose. Fact. I don't care what that's to say. That's a
0: fact. So, you know, you have a, a wonderful high school career. You have, um, even though it ended, um, you know, pretty short, um, you did, you know, um, accomplish something that, you know, a lot of athletes don't accomplish, and that's play college basketball. Um, so after you graduate mm-hmm. and you know you find your niche, um, let's talk about hoop vows because this is how we actually okay. met. We met um, through a mutual friend. Right. Shout out to our man James. Um, uh, Got oh, yep. Shout out to the commission, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, and
1: yeah,
0: you know, let's talk about your love for evaluating players because hoop vows is serious and what i mean by serious this has gotten you you know a position to be lead evaluator for sports talk 2319 and shout out to the homie Rashad Phillips so so tell us about Absolutely. tell us about that
1: now um one thing about me today, sure. I'm going to say this: I'm a big CP3 fan. And I, one of the reasons why is because I can – I coincide with him as a player in terms of understanding mm-hmm. how to play on players' Um And so when I was in high school um, as well as playing AAU, like my coach, if we lost the game, the coach would blame it on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Straight up, you know, right in the middle of the circle, hey, look, it's your fault we lost. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, at one point I was mad. I'm like, how you gonna blame? But then, I, then I started understanding that my level of knowledge of the game was was beautiful. I understood mm-hmm. where players were supposed to be at. You know what I mean? Um, and th- that was just a normal thing. And so I get to college. I have, I still have my best friend riding with me, and she tells me one day, she's like, look. You need. I was on Twitter. I'm just writing down. I'm breaking down Katie's game. I've been following Katie since he was a McDonald All-American. I'm talking about breaking his game all the way down from Texas until he t- until he got into the league. Everything, so I'm breaking his game down. And I was I was actually I was kind of intrigued by, it, but then again, again, I wasn't intrigued by it because I had been doing it for so long. I told you I've been watching film for for years. So, so even all all the way down to the classics coming out on uh, NBA TV. That's how much of basketball I look back. So as I started seeing that people were actually following what I was saying, and it is one thing to be a guy, somebody following you. But as a female, to actually know the game on a level on a men's aspect, some people are impressed or whatever, which I didn't think it was a big deal. But here it is. I'm getting coaches and trainers, you know, e- you know, emailing me and texting me and like, you know, hey, can you check out my player this and, this and this? And I'm giving them positive feedback. And they're like, oh, no, you're, you're really on on head of what you're saying about what he's doing. And um, so I just started doing reports, doing reports. And I started wondering, well, why is this, this player does this? You know what I mean? Or why is he open to doing this or whatever the situation may be? And I started mm. trying to understand player rhythms. You know what I mean? And the only way that I could understand that is looking at trainers. You know what I mean? The trainers are going to be able to tell you why and why not these players are doing anything, all you have to do is watch the video. So if you go and look at uh Tim Martin, you know what I mean? If you go and look at uh Phil Handy with the Lakers, you know what I mean? If you go and Drew Hanley, if you sit and you look and see how they're coaching their players, you'll get to see why these players are doing what they do. You get to see the customs and the drills that they implement with their players and see them why they do what they do. But that don't stop there now, Kev, mm-hmm. because now you got to see the finished product. So, now you know that they're training this. Let me go watch a couple of games. One player that I can honestly say that I've been watching him and knowing that he is straight drill work, Damian Lillard. Yeah. Stefan Kerr. Devin Booker. You can tell in every sequence they're doing that they're, they've been drilling and been drilling as long as they can by, uh, by training. You can tell in every way they move. Everywhere they move is not just built. It's built off a of natural talent, don't get me wrong. But the feel is there. It's so effortlessly. Effortless. So, you know, it's like, oh, man. So when I got into it and I started seeing what was in front of me, I hit up. I just was, me and Sha just was talking. We were just naturally just talking to each other. So Sha to come and say something. I'll go back and do I'll hit shot with a, uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me of GP. You know what I mean? So Sha like, what? You yeah. know what I mean? He like, right? You know what I mean? Then I'll turn around. He might say something. I'm like, shot I'm going with Cash for Winston out of Michigan State. Shaw started laughing, like, Cash is my man. Like, you know I look like, And that's how we was. We connected instantly. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, we just connected. And from there, it was just like, anytime Shaw to hit me, uh, I'll be like, I'll hit Shaw with a name. Shaw hit me back with a name. The way that we, if we're in a room together, I think people actually be surprised how we bounce off of each other because it's so natural it, it, it's a natural thing So, um, and so I can, I guess he was like you know what this is a little bit too natural so he hits my line and then decides to say hey let's work I end up forming hoop vows as well and I wanted people to see what I see right. you know what I mean and if you see what I see now the game of basketball will, will, will begin to keep elevating you know
0: that's what's up so before we before we go I want to put your hoop vows to the test. Okay, we're going to talk about twenty twenty one and the draft. Okay, I just want from your eyes. I want you to give me your top five draftees coming out of college, G League, or uh, or overseas which uh oh. what, what what can you what can you give me you know in your EV from your evaluator eyes who do you think um you know would would come out as as top five so i'll give you a little, little bit uh give you a little bit of time to kind of think on it um and mm-hmm. what 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 i'll do is i'll do a little commercial right quick so while you think on that Here's a message for one of our sponsors. Okay. We'll be right back.
1: Okay.
0: What's up, listeners? Looking for incredible woodwork for your home office of business? Or maybe you're looking to upgrade the look of your home with custom woodcrafted accents. Well, look no further than Love & Carpentry. They can provide a plethora of services for your home improvement home decor, office and business needs. From custom door or wall signs, storage chests, even custom cutting boards. Whatever you desire. So give Love It Carpentry a shot at your upcoming project. Love It Carpentry. The reaction is in the name. Now back to the show. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh we just uh, came back, and I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get Justina's, you know, top five. And this top five is is not in order. Um, I'm not looking for order or anything. Just you know your uh, just from your eyes and looking throughout the college basketball, and now the G League, you know, had just started um, about two weeks ago. So you know, from your eyes. Who are the top five players you think um, are going to be, you know, in this, in the 2021 draft?
1: Okay. First, I'm going to say this. If I'm picking off of just casually looking at from media coverage, and I know that the average uh, recruiters or scouters that's in these NBA departments, they're going to be looking at this because that's what they normally do. Um, I'm going with Mr. Mm -hmm. Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. I'm going with uh is it Ayo uh Dasumo yeah, out of yeah. Illinois? Uh Luca Garza that's out of our state. I'm going with Jonathan Kaminga. and of course we're going with Jalen Green. You
0: going with Jalen Green?
1: Mm-hmm. Jalen Green still gonna go. He's he's he and the thing is is he's approving every game. So he's gonna they're gonna take him. They're gonna take him top. Hold on, you're so you, think you, take
0: him you top talking power. about hold on. Are you talking about that's teaming up with uh with Kaminga? In the G League, or are you talking to? You're not, you're yeah. not gonna take Sugs. <laughs> oh, Jennifer, yeah! No. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Jennifer no
1: got a good in... bag Ah, oh, no sorry,
0: disrespect. Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. Green, so, Jonathan, course.
0: no disrespect to Jalen Green at all.
1: Oh, shoot, yeah. I'm so. I'm so <laughs> too my, my bad. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry, y'all. That's what I'm gonna say. Zagger, Jonathan, um Cunningham, uh, Ayo out of Illinois. It's my man, oh man, I did my boy suck like that. But Sugg so just a natural talented athlete. He's what we yeah, call right, right. old school. You see what I'm saying? You know, everybody, normally your old school players, they play football, play baseball, and play track. So, you know, three-star out, he's just a natural gotcha. three-star athlete. So of course he's going. He plays he played, he played tremendous all, right, cool, all throughout cool. All right.
0: Years. So, just to, you know, just to be clear, so uh my girl Justina, she has, and this is in no order, no order at all. She has Jonathan Kaminga out of the uh G League Ignite, Kay Cunningham out of Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. A.O. Dasumu mm-hmm. out of Illinois, Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, mm-hmm. and Luca Garza mm-hmm. out of Iowa. That based this is based off of you yep. know what he's seen from an evaluator perspective and also from other uh, media outlets and you know um you know from just from you know her scouter's eyes so i respect that list and we're going to go ahead and you know wrap this up so okay, thank you, thank you right. so much for being a part of hoop is unhailed you are now considered a Hooper's unhailed alum so I wish it came with perks <laughs> I'm not I'm not there yet <laughs> yeah no it, it definitely I'm will. not there yet but yeah. I'm definitely going to uh to get there for sure and um like I again I, I really appreciate you coming on with me um of course you know you're you know uh, uh, the the both of us uh, two of four you know, with the commission. So, once again, shout out to our guy James, shout out to our guy uh, uh, Najee. Um, so, this has been Hoopers Unhailed. And of course, I am your host, K. Dot. And as always, peace and love to everybody out there. And we'll see you next time. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another Hooper Unhailed, another story told. I would like to thank Justina Knight for sharing her time with us and also giving us those very dope stories well i'm on another flight so in the meantime in between time peace and love to everybody out there and we'll see you next time flavor production, you...